Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. All right, welcome to episode number three. We have five headlines coming to you from the week of January 16th. First up, we have a story from the Christian Post, published on January 21st. Witches were invited to a Catholic high school in Pennsylvania to talk about marketing. Three self-described witches, who are members of the Wiccan religion, which is a pagan religion, were invited by a school counselor to speak to junior and senior students prior to Christmas break. The witches passed out crystals, claiming they would help students focus. After school officials looked into the matter, the counselor was placed on leave and eventually resigned, stating that inviting witches to speak to students, quote, didn't ping for me something that would be such a big issue, end quote. So here we see that even private parochial schools are not immune to things like witchcraft being taught in the classroom. But how could parents have known about this ahead of time? Maybe there should be a link or a resource page on the school's website that identifies any special guests or speakers that will be visiting the school. Not only who is visiting, but what they'll be discussing. Just something to think about. Story number two comes from the Daily Wire, published on January 19th. A group of Ohio parents is suing their local school district over alleged, quote, sex talks with six-year-olds. A group of eight parents filed a lawsuit in federal court against Hilliard City Schools in Columbus, Ohio. The lawsuit claims the district allows, quote, activist teachers to have intimate conversations with children as young as six. And they talk about sexual behaviors, sexual attitudes, mental and psychological questions of the student and the student's family, and private religious practices. These were conversations taking place without parent knowledge or consent. One set of parents was contacted by the school and told their child was suicidal at school. It turns out the school had been counseling the student for gender dysphoria without the parents knowing about it. The school superintendent stated the parents are making a, quote, broad brush accusation and that while it may not be best practice, it is not illegal. The school's teacher union issued LGBT badges to be worn by teachers. The badges read, quote, I am here and had QR codes on the back, which could be scanned by teachers and students that was allegedly linked to instructions about different sexual positions. So I'm not surprised by these allegations. Um, when I taught for Chicago Public Schools, I saw the gender unicorn promoted in teacher trainings, which was aimed at kindergarten students, five and six years old. And my school also distributed pride banners and pins for students and teachers to wear and to display during Pride Week at school. Uh, Moving on to story number three from Project Veritas, January 17th. A curriculum salesman 
explains how he sneaks critical race theory into Georgia schools. He sneaks critical race theory curriculum into Georgia schools. Dr. Quinton Bostic, a content manager for a group called Teaching Lab, described how he uses the words diversity, equity, and inclusion to sneak CRT into schools since Georgia law forbids it. He said, quote, if you don't say the words critical race theory, you can technically teach it. So this is why it's so important for parents and teachers to know the hallmarks and the red flags of these ideologies because schools and people like this guy, they know how to hide it. Like you said, just saying the words diversity, equity, and inclusion, that was enough for him to sneak in critical race theory. In my experience, when a school says diversity, you really end up getting division or divisiveness. When a school says equity, you get socialism. When a school says inclusion, you really get exclusion. That's just my experience. Moving on, story number four from the Daily Wire, January 17th. At least 6% of students identify as transgender or non-binary at one California school district. Davis Joint Unified School District conducted a survey in which 6% of students identified as non-binary, neither male nor female. This doesn't account for students that are trans or gay, so the LGBTQ percentage is likely much higher than 6%. The survey also found that students identifying as non-binary or unsure of their gender had higher instances of emotional distress, sadness, hopelessness, and thoughts of suicide. Now, this is happening all over the country, further proof that the education system is pushing this on students all over the country. When I was teaching for Chicago Public Schools in 2020, according to their own data, almost 25%, almost 25% of high schoolers in Chicago were either gay, trans, or unsure of their gender. That's four times higher than what this story is talking about. So how does that happen? To me, it makes sense because I witnessed the gender confusion being pushed on kids in Chicago. So I'm not shocked that the number is that high. All right, moving on to our final story, story number five from the Daily Wire, January 17th. The city of Cambridge, Massachusetts, is hosting a sporting event for girls, grades K through five. That's girl X, not girls, but girls. Uh, the city defines girls as anyone who identifies as a girl or with girlhood. They're welcome to participate in the free event. So the event says it's kindergarten through fifth grade. But what about older people who identify with girlhood, like Dylan Mulvaney? Dylan Mulvaney is a 26-year-old biological male that identifies as a 12-year-old girl. Dylan hosts a video series called, quote, Days of Girlhood, where he discusses his transition process. He was recently invited to the White House and met with President Biden. So this is radical gender theory. It's sowing confusion in children and opens up children to multiple forms of abuse. So if you live in or around the Cambridge area, 
expect this event to be advertised in schools. Uh, if it happens there, it's likely to happen elsewhere. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. And as always, if you're interested, uh, check out my book, Conflicted, Pulling Back the Curtain on Public Education. You can find that on masterbooks.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next time.